We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and the wider NBA. Sam Presti said, lower the hatch, load up the cannon, and get the tank out rolling. Catch new episodes after each Thunder game and every Sunday night. This is a house of learning doctors. Follow the Uncontested on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to catch new content as it drops. I mean, a cat and a dog connected together? This is Lou Dork. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We are coming to you live for our weekly Sunday live stream. If you are joining us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube tonight, thanks so much, man. We're excited to get down to it. Hop in that chat, react to all the stupid stuff we say, drop some questions. We will be sure to answer them throughout the show. If you haven't already, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click the little bell so you will be alerted every time we go live. Follow us on Twitter as we tweet and retweet the link for the the Twitter stream and then if you follow us on Facebook, it should push out to you as well. If you listen to the podcast version, man, we appreciate you so much. Thank you. Go drop that five-star rating while you're at it. Gentlemen, it wasn't as bad as Saturday night. God bless Justin Soule for having a post-game that. Yeah. But uh-huh. the Thunder have <laughs> lost their third in a row this time to the Phoenix Suns. Almost yeah. didn't lose it. We... We decided, we said, hey, let's hop on the stream about three minutes before the game ends. Uh, let's get on, get everything set up and ready to go. I turned off my television, came into the to my podcast room, got everything <laughs> set too. up. I was like, we're ready to go, man. And then Taylor and I are sitting here. I look at the score and I said, uh, Taylor, they're only down five. <laughs> it's like, no and way. Like, and then like a second later, you're like, wait, four. <laughs> so we had to try to pull up the stream in our computer uh, shout out to the Bally Sports app. It's a just Terrible. an A one app. Terrible. Five five stars. <laughs> so we uh, we try to catch the end of it, and uh, the Thunder damn near flirted around <laughs> and uh, and won this game. So guys, let's jump right into it though. Uh, initial thoughts, reactions from this one, uh, Justin Taylor. What do you guys got? <laughs> Well, I jokingly said on my post-game show last night, I was like, now watch the Thunder mess around and follow this literal historic loss by beating the top-seeded uh, Phoenix Suns. And they almost did. And it's it's <laughs> the epitome a little bit of this Thunder team. Um, you know, they've, they've had some obvious rough stretches, rough stretches in terms of, like, actually winning games and, and things like that. But one thing you cannot fault is their heart. And I think you've seen that, like how they've acted 
and responded to, you know, a 13 game losing streak and maintaining positivity to, to come back after a game in which you were down by 67 points and take the suns to the wire. I think that says two things. One, it says a lot about the attitude of this team. And two, I think it says a lot about Lugans Dort. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. Um, yeah. Again, once again, we, I've been calling them all season. They're the Goonies because they never say die, right? That's just, it's who this team is. It's how how they operate. Except Guys, last night when they were, or sorry, not last <laughs> night, last game, when they maybe were dead, like before mm-hmm. the game even started. So. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin, I think you need to Photoshop the Goonies, but put all the Thunder players' faces on them. Yes. I love that. And then yes. and then make Mark Dagnall um, uh, sloth. Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dag. I can't do that to um, Guys, the, the, my, yeah, Coach Dagonalt, Coach as, Dagonalt. As, Mike, as Michael Cage likes to say. Diagonal. My big takeaway from this game was Lou Dort doesn't need another play another game this season. <laughs> Get him in street clothes Actually, next to Shea. Play Charlie Brown Jr. Play Jalen Horde. Uh, yeah. Bring up Vic Kretschke. Right? I don't care. <laughs> You need to sit Lou and you need to play deck a lot of minutes and sit Kenrich Williams and rack up these last eight L's. The Thunder have a chance to climb the tank standings, mm-hmm. but they have to lose the final eight games. They cannot win another game if they want to continue yep. to climb the tank standings. So sit Lou, sit Kenrich. Um, Baisley can still play. I don't think he's going to affect winning that much. Uh, we saw that as much on Saturday night, right? Um, play, play Poku just because that's the only reason I tune into the games anymore. And, <laughs> uh, and, and let's move forward. So Taylor, what did you take away from this Suns game tonight after the historic ass whipping the Thunder took Saturday night? Well, just kind of to build off something you guys mentioned, um, we kind of talked about this prior to going live on the podcast, but seriously, what Lou brings on both ends of the floor. And I think what surprised me the most throughout the past, or really since the post all-star break um, is the fact that it, it really, since Shea's been sitting, is the impact that Lou has on the team, on the offensive end of the floor, not even from a scoring standpoint, although his three-point shooting has been fantastic and is a real thing at this point, a real threat that's opened up his game in so many other ways. But the impact he has on his teammates and the way he's able to create for his teammates, I mean, I know he was a quote-unquote point guard in college, but we're really starting to see that progression in the NBA um, and like you guys said, this team is truly, I mean, I promise you, I, I know they probably get blown out just because of the, the Thunder looked exhausted against the Indiana Pacers. Um, I think I'm trying to remember, I can't remember how many games, um, games this game was and however many nights. Regardless, they've been playing a lot of games. They were sitting some key players, but I promise you if Lou Dort is in there, even with the Pacers shooting like they were, the Thunder probably lose by you know, less than 20 um, compared to six. <laughs> a remarkable turnaround. <laughs> a yes. Remarkable. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, so Lou's presence was huge. Also, Poku, I think we need to mention, um, I mean, he looked great, like the, the first however many minutes he was in there, and then he came out, um, what was that? Was it the third quarter at the very beginning? No, because yeah. he, he started the second yeah, half. He, yeah, the second half. The second half. When he, yeah. So he comes back in. Sorry, uh, Poku comes back in the second half and then immediately goes back and sits down and looks like that knee – yeah, they called it a knee bruise, basically. Uh, but you could see the knee padding and, and the brace and stuff that he had on his knee tonight. Looks like that's bothering him a little bit. Um, obviously, it doesn't really matter in the terms of like the team <laughs> moving forward, like Jacob mentioned earlier. But it would have been awesome to see Poku get some more run, really just kind of running the offense, even as crazy as that sounds, here to end the season. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, let's, <laughs> yeah. Let, let's stay on the Lou Dort trend for a second. And then, because trust me, I want to talk about Poku. Um, Dort tonight, 10 points on I was gonna say, how did he only have 10 points? It feels so much more. Yeah, 10 points on 19 shots, four of 19 from the field, two of nine from three, zero free throw attempts, one rebound, four assists. Um, Lou Lou (laughs) makes an impact, but yeah, the, the, the shooting, the scoring tonight, uh, very not good, not great, Bob. Um, you know, I, I think Dort has those nights. He He's shown a lot of progress in his offensive game. Don't get me wrong, but he's still not necessarily to the place where he's like a lockdown consistent. You can count on him. He hasn't found the consistency. Exactly. He's not a go-to guy, right? right. He's a, he's a role offensively. He is a role player. 
And, and right now he has to be the go-to guy. That's exactly what I was going to say. In his I right full place. Kinda, I, I would push back a little bit on that. I think he's starting to become a scorer on the offensive end. Now, no, not a go-to scorer, or, but I think he's a little I, more than that at this point. And I think we're going to see that when he's surrounded by better talent. But sorry, Justin. And that's what I, I was going to say is that I feel like in his rightful role, that is what you were saying, Jacob, is what he should be. I think, right. Taylor, what you're hitting on is he's been forced into a higher scoring velocity role. Um, Even a playmaking role. <laughs> the Argen, Argentinian uh, reporter who said Dort thinks he's Jordan. <laughs> it's just that Dort one thing. That he's Jordan. That's amazing. Dort, he's that. not Jordan. He's, he's Jordan fused with Dennis Rodman. All <laughs> yes. right. You get it right, buddy. But, but like, I don't know. It, that's very much um the based off the uh circumstances of the team right now like he, he's being asked to carry a lot more of the offensive load just by nature of who he's sharing the floor with 19 shots leading the team by a long margin because Bayes is the next closest at 13 that doesn't happen on a normal night where the normal kind of full strength thunder are playing so i don't want to get like too hung up on that you would like to see him convert more than four of those, though. So being playing devil's advocate to myself, <laughs> to Jacob's point earlier, like when he is surrounded by that talent, like you were getting at, um, Justin, like, the, for example, the beginning of next season, when everybody's playing, um, the Thunder have Shea, Dort, you know, Poku's taking some steps in the offseason, Baisley's taking some steps, and, you know, we have Evan Motley with them. Um, <laughs> I, Dort's not going to be taking 19 shots a game. And so if he's only producing because of he's shooting 19 shots a game, then that is a bit of an issue. Maybe he is more of a role player on the offensive end of the floor. Um, so to your point, Justin, if he can find that consistency, especially from three, I mean, if we're talking, he hits anywhere from two to four threes a game, two to six threes yeah. a game, you know, he has anywhere from 12 to 15 points a game. Um, I think that's a pretty big win for this Thunder team. And I think that's going to pay dividends to what we've, the role that he's been thrown into um, or really since Shea's been out. I think we'll pay dividends for him and some of these other young players moving forward that are staying with the Thunder long-term. No, I, I think that's totally fair. Let's shift over to Poku because I want to talk about Poku really bad. Only 10 minutes tonight, obviously the new br knee bruise issue. In your defense, it was a new bruise too. So. <laughs> a, new, a new bruise, knee bruise. Man, I can't say it enough. The passing is on effing real Next for a level. seven footer <laughs> to be able to put the ball on the floor like that his his first bucket tonight where he drove in got tory craig switched onto him yes. crossed over hit an up under finger roll that's like some shea gilgis alexander type shit that's not a seven foot one 19 year old rookie type of stuff right when he the, uses some of the that passes, length to be able to do that yeah, some of the passes he had. One of my favorite passes he had tonight, which got picked off, was like he blew his man off the dribble, uh, turned the other way, and then like flipped it over his head to the corner to the wide open man. Roby was open in the corner, and he and just it, misfired. It got picked, yeah, it, it got picked off. But like his basketball IQ, his vision, how he feels out the game, if he can put it together, man, because he's showing more and more flashes each time he gets on the court. If he can put it together, I mean, this kid is all-star potential. The the athletic did that that redraft and took Poku at number seven. Yeah, right? Sam Sam Bassini took him at he seven. Just, yep. he, he said just he would have taken him at four. <laughs> yeah, he just does shit, man. And there's a lot of things that have to fall right here, right? He he's got to learn from his mistakes. He's got to progress. He he's got to grow. Um, as, as far as a basketball player and physically as a human being, right. a lot. <laughs> but uh, but actually, though, <laughs> you're yeah. not wrong at all. If he can get there, though, <laughs> I mean, just the stuff that this kid does, it it just amazes me. Like, I think about Poku Evan Mobley pick and rolls next season. Oh, my gosh. How yes. the hell? And it doesn't matter which one handles Shea. the ball and which one screen and rolls. It doesn't matter. They can right. both do it. Like, what do you do with that? It, it's I even this think was about a Shea, presti, Yeah, like, this was a have, presti okay. swinging for the fence type of move. 
Right. And and so in baseball, right? Like you line up, the fastball comes down. I don't watch baseball. I hate baseball. So I hope I'm getting this right. The fastball Amen. comes over home plate. You swing that bat as hard as you can. Step one is you got to hit the damn ball. <laughs> Step two is you got to hope you hit it hard enough to get it to go over the fence. At this point, Sam Presti at least connected with the ball, right? This Poku pick, it was a home run swing. He didn't get a strike. Or yeah, a strike. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting <laughs> the worst bowling baseball as well. analogy. He got no. He was thrown. And it wasn't eight. a strike. He 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 made connection with the ball. Right. The the draft pick is a success. Now it's just let's see how far that ball goes. And God damn it, it that ball is headed towards the fence. I oh, am yes. so irrationally high on Alexei Pokashevsky. It shows. And I think it's yeah. I think it's fair. So <laughs> the ball was thrown in the strike Alexei Pokashevsky. <laughs> he made contact. And uh, you're right. He he hit the soft the the, uh, the fastball fairly fairly solid. Now, we're going to yeah. hope it's a home run. Uh, now we're just waiting for now we're just waiting for Presti to do the bat flip. Yes, yes. I was going to say and watch <laughs> him watch him jog around the bases. There you go, full circle. Now, Jacob, the only thing I was going to say is not only like a a big uh, pick and roll, another big coming in and doing a, setting a pick and roll um, with Poku, but Shea. You know, we haven't seen this version of Poku. Um, the quote unquote leap that he's made the growth and, and confidence that he has um, since Shea's been out. We haven't seen that with Shea. So to watch both of them next season. And there was rumors that prior to Presti actually making the draft pick that Poku and Shea were in the gym together. So assuming that the, those guys are all in the gym together again, this off season, um, all making those strides together and then seeing them at the beginning of next season. And you have a bigger, stronger Poku, um, a more confident Poku running pick and rolls with, you know, just a ridiculously talented SGA. That's really exciting. Something that gets me excited also, but you're right. Like having a big, like a Mobley to run a pick and roll with Poku would be a blast. I think what's crazy when you think about it is, you know, a lot of times Poku runs the pick and roll, like he's the guard. So if you think about a, a a Poku Mobley pick and roll, (laughs) the dynamic of that, of Poku running it like a guard, like a giant freakishly long guard um, is absurd. You know, you, you mentioned his his finishing ability, kind of using like that Shea Gild, Gilgis Alexander scoop shot, but picture that. Michael Cage over here. Sorry. Um, <laughs> picture that with somebody that has like nine and a half foot long arms. Like that's mm-hmm. now impossible to guard. Same thing with his passing. He's so much higher than most of the other players on the floor and his arms are so long that it's like a trebuchet when he's flinging the ball around the court. It's just like fully extended arm just goes over his head and and throws that thing with such speed. And at at that angle that nobody can really get in front of that as long as his vision stays there. I mean, to your point, if he starts putting some things together, the potential is, is off the charts. I think the jump shot is incredibly important. If he can, Get the consistent jump shot because he can be the ball handler in the pick and roll. And then when he comes off that screen, we've seen him. He loves to dribble into that mid range pull up J. It's very Kevin Durant esque, right? Ooh, that the way that, that shot looks. And so there are that style of shot. And so if you're guarding that in the pick and roll and you know he can shoot that, that pull up J, you got to blitz it. And then his vision, he's just got lobs to. Whoever the right. big man is, hopefully Evan Mobley, right? But he's just got lobs to the big man. Uh, it's this kid. The sky is the limit, right? And it, and it's, it's kind of like it's his, so exciting. It's kind of like his jump shot, right? He, he's so long. His, his release is above the defender either way, so he can do the same with because because of his court vision, like you said, Jacob. He he's able to see above the defender and is able to drop it down to a big or find the main cutting. We saw that with Kendrick uh, or with uh, Kenrich, and then we also saw that with Baisley um, tonight. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. It, it's pretty exciting. Um, and we'll get into this. We have a bunch of questions about this. So I guess we can say that until we go through the chat questions later. But just got to hope he's not a Porzingis situation, right? Because yeah. seven foot two skinny guys, not seven foot two specifically, seven foot plus skinny guys, um, a little more injury prone. Definitely. Uh, any more thoughts on this game tonight, guys? Oh, Ty Jerome. I do, yeah. I do want to talk about oh. Ty because Ty has been fantastic. And his I range, he's starting to knock down that that Dane Lillard, Steph range almost regularly now. Um, he didn't play. You know, he was, quote, unquote, active for the game. The the great game that uh, Justin had the privilege of covering oh, against, so the, <laughs> against the Pacers. Uh, it was very much a rest night for him. But back in the lineup against his old team, 
Um, he did not disappoint. Ty's been looking great, and it's been really fun to watch. 41% from three on five attempts a game for Ty in and, and 30 games. Uh, that doesn't include tonight when he went three of four. Uh, so that percentage will rise uh, just a little bit. Um, right now he's at 0. 0.409. So he'll be at a, at a legit 41% um, af after this game. And yeah, I, Ty has a future with this team, I believe. Absolutely. Uh, way more, way more than I think if it has to come down to Ty or Svi Mahailuk. Yes. Uh, I think Svi's been fine, but it's not close. It's Ty Jerome. I tweeted that, um, tweeted something similar um, on the Pacers game. Uh, during the Pacers game, I, I, I'm not sure. There was a point where there was like four different guys on the floor, and I think it was like Roby. And I said Roby probably is the one, or maybe it was Ty. One of the two. No, Ty didn't play. <laughs> so it had to have been Roby. And I, I think I said that Roby's probably the only player moving forward um, with this team at that point because you had like Charlie Brown Jr. out there and just so yep. many others. Uh, and then the other guy that we mentioned is Kenrich Williams. Um, he hasn't really been scoring much, just I think mainly because of the lineups that have been thrown out there and just the opportunity. But tonight, 15 points, 6 of 11 from the floor, again, was a huge reason for that comeback there. Um, while Jacob and I were jumping on, and Justin was jumping, we were jumping on the uh, to, to get ready for the podcast, Kenrich played a really good game on both ends of the floor. Um, yep. I also have to give a shout-out to, to Teo. 18 True. points on 50% shooting, 5 of 10 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3, 5 of 5 from the free-throw line, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, 2-1 assist-to-turnover ratio. Uh, broke. Yeah. Broke, broke the record broke. for most three pointers uh, in a Thunder rookie season. Yep. Uh, broke out Sabrina's senior, yep. his record. So that's and, uh, that's yep. awesome. That's awesome. Teo's another really fun, still just a bunch he of needs, untapped potential there. Needs to get his percentage up a little bit so yeah. that uh, <laughs> I was about to say <laughs> so Jacob can sing the French national anthem and not me. We but, will uh, <laughs> we will see. I'm not feeling confident. Want, does does the French national anthem slap kind of like O Canada? Uh no, because Canada's no. a banger. Nothing slaps like O Canada. It's not bad. I looked it up when I made the when I made the bet. Um, <laughs> it's not bad, but uh, the lyrics wonder, are a little bit graphic, if I remember correctly. But it's I'm all sure in French. It so. I bet it was written during the French Revolution, which was a yeah. very graphic revolution. Right? So, mm -hmm. is there anything about uh, the guillotine and beheadings? I don't think it says anything about beheadings, but I do think it says something about like the blood of our enemies or something like that. Which Hell is yeah. Now we're like, talking. That's pretty metal. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it, man. <laughs> metal. Okay, is a rap banger, and then you have uh, the French National Anthem. The French National Anthem metal. is the latest black metal album. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yes. All the, and then, well, <laughs> then you got the Star Spangled Banner. I'm not really sure what that one is. It's like Kid Rock. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Star Spangled Banner. I like, I like our the national pop. anthem. <laughs> the only anthem right, I guys. recognize is the international players anthem, UGK. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Andre three stacks. <laughs> um, any any other thoughts on Thunder Suns, guys? Thank goodness they lost. <laughs> yes. 100%. Which also, is a great. Booker is so good. Jacob, you tweet oh, about dude. that. But man, he is His... fun. His game is so Kobe-esque. Mm -hmm. Is it not? The mid-range pull-ups, the dribble pull-ups, the turnarounds, the fadeaways, just everything he does has has very Kobe vibes to it. Absolutely. Fun to watch. Also, really I think the only watch. other thing that I had was just what happened pregame. Um, Chris Paul had some really great words about Lou Dort when he was interviewed, um, talking about how you know he got to see him firsthand, how hard he works going from undrafted to back and forth between the G League and the Thunder, ultimately to that game seven where he had a great performance and seeing what he's done this season. Um, so be sure to go and check that out. He had some really nice words there. And then Chris also had some really great words. That, well, just said he got to hang out with Shea last night, got to catch up with him, which is cool. You know, they obviously still have a very close relationship. And then um, also, you know, talked about coming back to OKC. He was like, obviously, you know, it's nice. He said he hadn't been back here since before they left for the bubble. Because obviously once the bubble was over, he went back to L.A. with his family. Um, but he said it kind of sucks, too, and he's kind of mad because the OKC fans aren't going to be in the arena. And he, he mentioned, you know, not only this past season were they so awesome, but I still love them for, you know, those first two years when New Orleans, when I was with New Orleans and Hurricane Katrina. So uh, Chris has some really great words about Lou, about Shea, and about the Thunder organization, which is pretty cool. I like it. I miss Chris Paul. Me too. Solid man. guy. 
I miss Solid Russ guy. too. It's been so fun watching Russ the past couple of weeks, but we'll, we can get into yeah. that later. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're going to spend some extra sweet time in the tank meter tonight. Let's do it. Hey, and by the way, Lots of questions coming in the chat. Keep them coming, guys. We've got a segment. Oh we're going to ask all your questions, and an- we're going to ask them and answer them uh, coming up here soon. So if you are joining us live, get everything in the chat, and we will jump into them, I promise. Jeremiah but, just translated the uh, French National Anthem for us. I'm telling <laughs> That's you. That's amazing. Cut the throats of your sons, comrades. You comrades. It's, it's a lot oh, of that. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. I'm in. Justin, we might just have to like do what this thing. Do I have to? I'm gonna sing it in English. <laughs> just no, so we, we gotta get... learn French. Okay. We gotta dress up like uh, old Frenchmen as well. <laughs> yes, wigs and all. All right, time for the tank meter. Loser! You're a loser. And that means that the number one pick in the NBA draft goes to. All right, guys, we have to spend some time because the Thunder are eight games away from the end of the season. If you guys are not aware yet, Thunder are now out of playoff contention. They were eliminated after the loss to Indiana. So uh, if you are still on the anti-tank train uh, thinking they were going to make the play-in game, you're wrong. Sorry. They've been tanking for a while now, for a long while now. Mike. So I guess we'll just start off getting your, your guys's update on the on the tank meter uh where is it currently sitting at uh but i want to let everybody know before we do that that the thunder after this loss tonight are back a half game ahead of cleveland thunder uh sole possession of fifth place but they've played one more game than cleveland so if the thunder lose out and cleveland lose that loses out they end in a tie okay so they are now only a half game out from number four in Atlanta or with Orlando. And they are one game out from the three with Minnesota and one and a half games behind Detroit uh, for two Detroit and Orlando play Monday night, man, that oh, that's doable. Especially Massive with the Wolves hits. playing like they are like actually trying to win and actually kind of knock on wood winning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nate, Nate Sanders in the chat asked if we can share the tank thon screen. Yes, Nate, we will do that in just a second. At, Cause we're going to do, um, we, we, we got to hit that SIM draft yeah, or SIM lottery button. We, we gotta, we got like crack. Oh dude. <laughs> it is like crack. Just one hit and you're, you're sold for the rest of your life. It's a long Not that, I don't know that personally. <laughs> and uh, luckily, Tankathon won't rot my teeth out of my head or make me, you know, get fired from my job. So maybe it Fair. will if I do well, it. Too yeah, much. I was going to say, if you're doing too much on your work computer, maybe. But- Taylor, <laughs> if the tank is full, the Thunder are full on tank. If it's empty, they're pushing for the playoffs after this week where they won a game. Where's the tank meter at? Yeah, so they had absolutely no business winning that Celtics game um, with 27 turnovers. And yet the Celtics just. They're such a weird team. They have the high kind of remind me of old Thunder teams. Like they have the highest of highs, you know, like for example, with Tatum dropping 60 the next game. Yeah. And then they lose to the Thunder. Obviously not completely healthy uh, being the Celtics, but they lose to the Thunder who had 27 turnovers. Just kind of uh, ridiculous. I was trying to find, I thought I kept this the biggest losses in NBA. Oh yeah, here we go. So on December 17th, 1991, the Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Miami Heat 148 to 80. And uh, the Thunder got pretty close there. So, (laughs) and then they lost again tonight. I think you still have to say the tank is full. Um, Personally, that Indiana game, I think should have counted for two losses. Yeah, they're right. Nope. (laughs) Speaking of which, and I get it. I mean, so that was a game that actually got people like non-Thunder fans, but NBA fans in general. Um, A lot of them who have, been fans of teams that actually have gotten fined for resting players, etc. A lot of people are pretty upset with that. Like, okay, this is a little too much, maybe from Sam. Yeah. Um, Cue up Justin Timberlake's Crimea River. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I saw some Cleveland Cavaliers fans saying that. And I was like, okay, well, look, LeBron James, no. we, we don't have a LeBron who was born in OKC. So take yeah. it easy. And, and <laughs> the, the Justin, tell me if you agree with this. The worst part of that Indiana loss 
was the Sacramento Kings tweeting, it's okay, OKC, it oh gets better. Oh my gosh, that was, that was hilarious. It's like, like, better no. for you in 30 years. You, you guys just keep sucking. We just, we, we're doing this on purpose. <laughs> Sacra- yeah, yeah <laughs> Sacramento Kings don't tank, they just suck. With, with as they much just, trash as we talk on the Kings weekly, that tweet made me legitimately laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> if only Bade were still there, we could read that tweet in Bade's voice. Justin, Bade you've, up you, you've set the precedent. Okay, We're ready for our tank story. As he announces <laughs> drink, he's ready to go. Okay. Um, this is getting harder each week. That's what, That's she, what said. she said. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> he prepped himself. Okay. So I did some research this afternoon. Um, <laughs> I came up. I came upon a story of a, a German World War II super heavy tank called the Panzerkampfwagen Maus. Maus M A U S mm-hmm. translation Maus, like the rodent. <laughs> just in case you were curious, it is the heaviest fully enclosed armored fighting vehicle ever built weighing in at 188 metric tons, 33 feet long, 12.2 feet wide and 12 feet high. It held a crew of eight. It was, uh, ran into some issues in the design phase of developing an engine that was powerful enough to propel the tank, but small enough to, to fit inside. <laughs> <laughs> However, during actual field testing, achieved a maximum speed of 8.1 miles per hour. The vehicle's weight made it unusable on most bridges, but you could, don't say. could forward up to a depth of two meters and submerge up to a depth of eight meters to snorkel and cross rivers. It was intended to punch holes through enemy fortifications in the manner of an immense breakthrough tank while taking no damage. One problem before any of the tanks were completed, the testing grounds were captured by Soviet military forces. And that is what almost happened to the thunder this week when they beat the Boston Celtics. (laughs) The Soviet forces took over. They were assembling the greatest tank ever seen. And then the Soviets showed up and took their tank. Celtics are the Soviets. You heard it here first. And now we're having very different discussions than we would had they lost to the Celtics. Like you Wait. just said, Jacob, the, the, the race is so much tighter than yeah. it needed to be. If you just lose to the Celtics who you're supposed to lose to, and then everything's fine. And so uh, the Thunder have put themselves in an interesting place. Um, they'll, they'll have to build a new tank for the final eight games. A um, new mouse tank. A new mouse. I love it. Is, hey, quick question though. In this analogy... Are the Thunder the Nazis? <laughs> Don't think about it that hard. Don't think about Don't it that hard. It. Does that make Sam no. Adolf Hitler? Oh, my God. If so, <laughs> next, next I, don't segment. Like <laughs> I don't like this at all. <laughs> they, uh, did a, they did assemble a prototype. There's a picture of it on the uh, at the Russian Tank Museum, apparently. Okay, so now every game, instead of tweeting a tank gif, we just tweet a picture of this tank. There so, we go. Justin, Justin, you got to make sure you got it queued up and ready to go. Okay, deal. And then we will make sure that we have it and we share it every time the Thunder <gasps> lose a game. Hopefully eight more times. Hopefully eight more. <laughs> yes. Jeremiah, Jeremiah in the chat said, are, are we, we the, the baddies? baddies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love it. Well, hey, some some updates on the Thunder Tank. Like I mentioned, they are tied or not tied. They, they are in fifth right now half game up on Cleveland, but they've played one more game than Cleveland. Um, Minnesota is six and four in their last 10. Uh, I think a lot of people think Minnesota could end up jumping Oklahoma city in the tank standings or, or falling below Oklahoma city in the tank standings. That is ideal. We also still on the docket for this season. We have Orlando versus Detroit, which happens tomorrow, Monday, May 3rd. We have Minnesota versus Detroit and Minnesota versus Orlando still to come. So the good news about those three games is somebody has to win. Both teams can't lose. Somebody has to win those games. And one of those three teams winning a game is good news for OKC with the caveat that the Thunder have to lose out. 
and that Kings game this week legit scares me. Yes, no De'Aaron Fox, um, no Tyrese Halliburton. It's looking like uh, he yep. is scheduled to get MRI on uh, on Monday morning. So we'll see. But uh, Ed Woj said there's internal optimism that it's not that bad. So uh, hopefully that uh, that will be the case, and he'll be back at least for those next two games. But uh, yeah, that Kings game is is a little frightful. The Thunder have three games against the Kings, two games against the Warriors. Um, they have a Clippers game. They have I don't have it pulled up in front of me. Do they have one against Utah left? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, they have um, one against Utah. And then the I don't last know who the two last are one is. Uh, Clippers. Clippers is the very last game at home. Can't yeah, remember. so Clippers, Utah. That. That's two. <laughs> three against. Sacramento, two against Golden, Golden State. State. That's seven. I, I don't remember who the eighth one is. Um, I'm not going to look it up right now either. I know that's poor podcasting, but they, okay. only, have, they only have seven games left. I'm looking oh. now. So oh, surprise. Okay. Then we had it right. Okay, so they just got to win <laughs> or lose yeah. seven more, and we are done. Uh, where do you guys think they end up in the standings at? Oh, I think they stay at fifth. Um, I don't give like me fourth. Give me fourth. Yeah, I, I think the I, I think the wolves will do it. I think the wolves jump them. I th- that's what I'm thinking. I don't like this. I think they tie fourth with Cleveland because I don't think Cleveland wins another game. Isn't there like weird tiebreaker rules with the lottery? So if it, I actually had somebody ask me this question on Twitter this week. So I'm glad you brought that up, Justin, so I can answer it. Alu. Um, for the odds. What happens if, say, the Thunder and Cleveland tie at fourth, right? Then technically one should be fourth, one should be fifth. So what happens is they take the odds of fourth and fifth, combine them, divide by two. So it's equal odds. Interesting. Okay, Hmm. for the lottery. Now, let's say um, they, they draw the balls, and let's say Oklahoma City and Cleveland tied for fifth. They draw the balls, and neither one of Oklahoma City or Cleveland jump into um, the top four. And so they're still tied at fifth. Now who gets pick five, who gets pick six? It's based off a random drawing. Flip of a coin. Flip Weird. of a coin. It doesn't yeah. go to head to head and, and conference and whatever. It's just a flip of a coin. That's how I they need, break ties I need it. Uh, farther down. I think um, in the standings is, is they just flip a coin as well sometimes. So I need a live feed of the coin flip. Yeah, exactly. I need to make sure there's no shenanigans going uh-huh. on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Got to watch there's them like, bring in the, the coin, like watch them open the box. Inspect the coin. See, yeah, inspect the coin. I think it should be like a college football light. coin toss where you go out yes. and you uh, call heads or tails. Exactly. I don't want it behind a closed door. That's right. Yes. I need Shay calling heads. Okay. I agree. We, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, none, of this behind, none, of, none of this behind the door stuff. I think they should do the lottery. Uh, out in public too. What are they trying to hide from us? Mm. Tinfoil just like hat. The, I just mean, like look, the, just like the moon landing. <laughs> if, if if okay, so tinfoil hat time. We need to make this like a segment of mine. Uh, <laughs> so let's say Taylor's that, getting on his QAnon train. Here we go. <laughs> Taylor's That's right. conspiracy That's right. corner. <laughs> so you have the Pacers game, right? This is Presty saying, "Look, Adam, no rules again. I'm unbreaking any rules here." My players are actually hurt. I have injury reports. I reported them timely. This is what you get next year if you don't give me a top five pick. So if that's the case, maybe we don't want to see what's going on behind closed doors with those ping pong balls, okay? see, Maybe the Thunder get an extra ping pong pong ball or four. I I think Adam Silver (laughs) left a severed bison head in Sam Presti's bed last night, and that's why the Thunder (laughs) almost beat the Suns tonight. I love it. Uh, okay, Rumble. I am sharing my screen now on tankathon.com. Can you guys see it? Yes. Justin, do you have us queued up and ready to go for the Boom. for the sim? We're good. Wait, what do you mean? All right. Yes. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, okay, we can I see your screen. Know, if, if our listeners can see it as well. So. Yes, yeah. they can. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> I was like, wait, am I supposed to <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> it, all right, here we go. Man, th- like you said, the sim lottery button is crack. I'm sure all of our listeners click this button 10 times plus daily. I, I know I do. <laughs> Here we go. Do it. 
Oh, bad roll. The Thunder Boo. get pick seven, seven and, and pick 19. Yeah. That's what happened to me last night. The first one after watching him just get annihilated. Oh. It was very demoralizing. Oh, that is demoralizing. That's brutal. Let's do another one. Please. Now That's we're talking. More like it. Three and five. Now we're talking. Three and That'll five. I feel like we got to do three of them. Me. I do three every day. Do one more. Three every day. All right. Every day. Uh, if you don't get, if you guys don't follow me on titter, Twitter, Twitter, don't, don't follow me on Twitter. This is this is uh, uncontested <laughs> after dark now. If you don't follow me on Twitter, I do ten sims every night to see, kind of get a a little decent sample size, see what happens. All right, here's our third one. Three of three. Here we go. <laughs> Jeremiah Jeremiah said frozen coin rigged. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this time Thunder get four and nineteen. Man, we need Miami to lose some games down the stretch. There Me are too. three Miami Boston games left. I do like that fourth pick though. We need uh yeah, the fourth pick is nice. The nineteenth. Uh, you can get nineteen and trade a couple of things and move up to like thirteen. Get yep. Taylor's guy Lottery. Giddy. Yep, yep, yep. I'm into it. My man had a big gamer uh two nights ago now, I guess. Hey, he's had two triple doubles. Two um, all right. Doubles. It is time to go to the comment section. It's always a bad choice to go to the comment section unless you're in the uncontested <laughs> live stream. That's a great idea to go to the comment section. Taylor, <laughs> take us for a spin. Or is it it's Justin a, taking us? I don't remember who it is. Okay, Justin's, Justin's got us tonight. <laughs> Taylor's Wi-Fi went out, so uh-huh. I'm I'm on the keys tonight. Back. <laughs> first, uh, first question from Colin Reed. What do you think about all the international rookies and their confidence so far? Uh, Colin thinks the confidence is surprising, even looking at deck just two games in. Jacob, what do you think? What do you think about the international prospects? Yeah, I like it. Um, they they do have confidence, uh, mainly Poku. Poku has enough confidence for all of us combined. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but you're seeing it's interesting. We've talked about this a lot, but the Thunder the the quote unquote thunder prototypical type is the long athletic guy who can't shoot. They've gone away from that Poku, Teo, Kretschke, uh, deck, right? It, it's not, this is not your thunder team of old. They are going for uh, very high skilled guys. And those guys are coming over and they have a very solid basketball base and uh, they're more ready to come over and compete. It looks like. Yep. I agree. Speaking of Poku, do we think Poku is injury prone? What do you think, Taylor? I like this question. Um, it's, it is too early to say, but I will say that I mentioned um, Porzingis earlier because talking about a guy who just can't stay healthy, thank goodness, knock on wood, I don't want to jinx Mavericks uh, or their fans. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, he, he hasn't had any serious injuries really this season with them, but he continues to be out for short periods because of injuries. And it's because guys like that that are built the way that him, Poku, are are obviously more injury prone, especially those knees. It really is almost all lower body. Um, so it's a little worrisome to me, sure. But I also know that he's with a great franchise who are going to help him. And this is actually a term uh, like bulletproof those knees, right, with, with different exercises and strength building exercises, uh, physical therapy. So I'm, I'm not concerned yet. But if it's like next season and his development is hindered because he hasn't been able to play enough games and we're like, you know, at this point next year and he's out for an extended period, I think we should be worried at that point. But right now, no. Um, I think putting on weight will on. help him as well. True. Right. Putting that's on weight. Especially, especially lower body weight. Wait. Have you guys watched the new Mortal Kombat yet? I no. haven't. I Either of to, you guys have. Haven't. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never mind then. I was going to make mm-hmm. a make a Poku... Mortal Kombat joke, but never mind. All right, move on. Poku does look like a Mortal Kombat character. Can you imagine? Like <laughs> he'd, have, he'd have a pretty sweet fatality, I think. <laughs> I don't know what it would be yet. He'd just wrap his arms around somebody and kill him. Slender Man, yeah. <laughs> Next question from Jake Andrews. Of all Thunder players all time, besides Russ, who's the obvious choice, who do we think has the best chance of having their jersey retired? What do you think, Jacob? Eventually, Kevin. Eventually, I Kevin. know a lot of people. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but eventually, Kevin. Yep. Um, uh, Jake mentioned Stephen Adams. I think Stephen Adams would be kind of more in that Nick Collison mold, but I don't think Steve did as much for the franchise as Collison did. So I don't think that will happen. Uh, maybe it will. Uh, I do not think so, though. Um, but then after that, you know, you're talking your Shea Gilgis Alexanders, your yep. Lou Gens Dorts, your Cade Cunninghams. <laughs> I like it. Spot on. 
I like it. <laughs> ben, ben in the chat says Poku's uh, fatality would be fade away, fade away Fade away. Fade away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it, Ben. Uh, I love it. Uh, another question from Jake Andrews. What is your favorite potential name for Chesapeake? Any uh, any sponsors that you're eyeing, Taylor? Oh, I just Ooh. wanted to be called the the door the the Dorcher Chamber. Dorcher, Dorcher Chamber. Chamber. Yes. Uh, obviously, the Sonic Arena would just be hilarious. Love the um, Sonic Arena. So those are the funny ones. Um, if it comes down to it, though, I can see Paycom. I can see potentially my company, Devin. Mm. We'll see. I oh, would be so to excited. No, no, yeah, I'm just is. trying to get free season uh-huh. tickets. <laughs> also, it could be like I'm a national trying to brand, rub shoulders with right? the right people. <laughs> it wouldn't have to be local. It could end up being a national brand as well. So that's a good point. That's a really good point. What's um, interesting? Hey, NBA me, Top Shot Arena <laughs> is like the fact that this is happening when the Thunder are down. Be curious to see, like, getting into the contract weeds, like how much money they get for this versus like how many years do the Thunder try and structure it to where the deal only lasts till they're good again, so they can go get. You're more talking money. about the That's Thunder and Sam Presti, dude. Mm-hmm. Full, say, he's gonna treat full this team like control, yeah. four year deal with team options on each <laughs> team, year. Team for the name it. <laughs> yes, uh, I for Company one has the right to uh, to match any outside offers in years three and four. Um, <laughs> I for one was a big fan of the the Photoshop from Bennett Berry of the Del Rancho Arena. Oh my um, gosh! Sign That's me up. Awesome. Get, get a steak sandwich supreme while you're watching <laughs> Shea oh, Gilgis hey, Alexander. No, I want it to be the Brahms Arena so we can get Brahms inside the arena. So at halftime, I can yes. go get me a hamburger and some soft serve and some Ooh. Shea scoops. <laughs> oh, look Poku's, at that! Poku scoops. It's a Free idea. Free idea. <laughs> Um, let's see. Wow. Lots of comments. <laughs> Not as many <laughs> questions as I get down here. Um, talking about I love it. keep the comments coming guys. We love family them. jewels. Got a ton. It's been um, awesome. Okay. This is, this might be my favorite question yet from Ben Rigi. Uh, Jacob, this <laughs> oh one's coming to you. My gosh. Would you rather fight one Poku sized Dort or five Dort sized Pokus? Oh, the first one. It's not close. Yeah. One Poku sized Dort. <laughs> Great. Because really? five Dort-sized Pokus, like if it's Dort, that's a seven foot two Dort. That's horrifying. Yeah, that's and there's yeah. five of them. <laughs> Wait, I'll, I was thinking of it the opposite. I'm thinking of like a super scrawny dude that's the same height as Dort versus the, like the jacked Lou Dort that's now seven foot two. Oh, see, yeah. If it's a jacked seven foot two Dort, then. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hell no. That's death. <laughs> Either way, uh, hard that guy, That guy would end the war on terror in like a week. Five Dort size pokus. Okay, that's a good. Yeah, I think that's the way we should interpret that. Okay, good. Point. Yes. Well, that's a good one, though. Good stuff. Good questions. Uh, that is that is an appropriate place to end our trip through the comments. <laughs> Thank you guys, as always, for for dropping those in there. Those are those fun stuff. I love it. All right, guys, let's move on and do some around the association. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. 
Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> All right, guys. With the NBA season now only two weeks away from completion, means we're two weeks away from playoff basketball. I know the Thunder aren't going to be in it, but I am stoked for these playing games. They're going to be a blast. I am just stoked for the playoffs in general. It's awesome. As a teacher, the playoffs start literally right as the year ends for me. So it's just playoffs all summer break. It's fabulous. Dude, Good for you. I cannot wait. You guys are going to come. Well, Taylor's about to be in Oklahoma City. Justin's yeah, going to have am. to come up to Oklahoma City on a Saturday. We're going to go gorge ourselves on some Bobos. And watch yes. some NBA playoff basketball. It's yep. gonna be it's gonna be a good time. But with I'm the excited. end of the season also comes end of season awards. So we're gonna play a little game here, guys, tonight. Hopefully, all of you are familiar with the change my mind meme. It's the meme of the guy like sitting out in like the square with his little fold-out table and his he's he's sipping coffee and it's got the sign on the front of his table. And you post some sort of statement and it says, change my mind. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Coffee, coffee mug. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I am recreating that meme. I don't have a mug of coffee. I don't drink coffee. But I am putting a statement on my sign. And at the bottom of it, it says, change my mind. And you guys have to argue and convince me of something else. And we're going to do this based on the end of the season awards. Make sense? So your goal is to get me to change my mind. First one, my sign says, Nikola Jokic is the MVP. Change my mind. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I pulled that that last week. Uh, Jokic is the MVP. So let me caveat that before we get into any other discussions. Jokic is the MVP. However, um, you can't ignore what Joel Embiid is doing this season. Uh, I think he, he's having an incredibly strong season. It's just that um, Jokic is having a way better season. Like it's one of those Especially things like, with like key players going out. Right. So we have it's Murray just, going out. You have, um, good goodness. Who's the, uh, the guy from Iowa state back up. Why am I going blank? Monte back Morris. Monte Morris. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and then we'll, uh, yeah, Burton going out again as well, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, lots yeah, of no, injuries for them. Like, uh, MB- does, I, been... I guess Joel missing games is a big factor here. Exactly. Uh, Joel missing games, but like when he's played, he has been, he has been super dominant. And I've got I think... a stat for you guys. Of course. Ready? Yes. Joel Embiid leads the NBA in win percentage, uh, 0.789, 30 and eight. While averaging 30 points per game, that would be the third most points per game in a season by the leader in win percentage in league history. Only Wilt and MJ are ahead of Embiid per live sports brew. There you go. That is from a notorious OHM. Embiid is also the better defender. Yes, he is. True. So I think, you know, there's an argument there. It's not a strong argument. In another season, under a different set of circumstances, Embiid's season is more MVP worthy. It's just unfortunate that I, I mean, I think Jokic is, is head and shoulders above. So that wasn't very convincing to the point of this segment, but I try. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> so do you think if, if you two both had a, were selected by the NBA to vote and you had to put your top five, 
MVP candidates on the list and rank them is Joel number two. Yes. Yeah, I think Joel's number two. With the guy we saw tonight, Christopher Paul. He's my number three. Oh, wow. I like that a lot. Throwing CP at three. I'm throwing CP at three. I I like like that. All right. The defensive player of the year is Ben Simmons. Changed my mind. Oh, that's a really tough one, too. And, like, there's not really any, like, I I don't like Gobert for this. I mean, I know he's he had his normal, typical stats, but, I mean. Best defender on uh, what was the number one team in the league. One team in the league. So he has a case, but he also got crossed up by Devin Booker. So don't give me defensive player of the year. Hey, that was sick by D book. <laughs> that was. Now, one guy I really like, um, who I obviously he shouldn't be necessarily considered for defensive, the number one spot of winning defensive player of the year uh, for this season, but somebody I think will be on the list for a long time to come um, alongside, hopefully, Lou Dort is Matisse Tybel. Um, 37.7% defensive field goal percentage, uh, which is the NBA's best. And there's another crazy stat that I I came across here like two weeks ago. And of course I can't find it now um, about uh, basically when he's defending the league's best scores, um, it it was wild, but Tybal has been a lot of fun. He's doing a great job. It's going to be going to be really fun to watch him continue to develop but I just don't think there's anybody really in the league right now uh, playing defense at a better level than Ben Simmons. Interesting. I'm going to go with Rudy Gobert. Um, okay. Rudy Gobert, I mean, he he's in this uh, discussion pretty much every year uh, for an obvious reason. Um, his presence on the inside, like teams literally have to adjust their entire game plan when they're going against the jazz and the jazz have been awesome this year. And you have to take that into account as well. Uh, I think that, you know, what Gobert brings is not always the flashy plays. He's not always, um, making highlight reels. He's not on bleacher report, but I think overall, you know, what he can do and his efficiency, I think is is fascinating, and I think is a huge a huge piece behind the Jazz's overall play this season. So I think I think Gobert has a has a claim to the Depoy crown. All right, Jordan Clarkson, Rudy Gobert's teammate, is the sixth man of the year. Changed my mind. I'll say uh, <clears throat> maybe his other teammate. Joe Ingles deserves. There you go. Six man of the I year. That's a good one. So Jingles. Uh, let's see. Jingles shooting forty eight percent from long range on the season. Um, Jesus, I didn't know it was best, that good. The best on the team again. The uh, one of the best teams in the league just recently fell to second in the West uh, behind the Phoenix Suns this past week. He's averaging twelve point three points per game. That's sixth on the team, and he's also uh, averaging four point four assists, <laughs> which is pretty crazy. Um, I mean, I, I just think what he's been doing for that team has been awesome. And it's just consistent on a night in night out basis is a huge reason for why they've been playing so well this year. Obviously Clarkson's doing some crazy things, right? Yeah. yeah. Obviously Clarkson's been doing some amazing things as well and um, maybe deserving, but Clarkson kind of went through a a recent dip here over the past couple of weeks and Ingles has stayed consistent and has been huge for the jazz, even starting uh, not enough games to take him out of consideration for six man a year. Um, but regardless, he's had a great season. So I think Ingles is somebody who should be in consideration as well. I'm also like kind of going through some some lists that people like national media have. I see my guy, uh, fellow Owasso Ram alumni, Shake Milton here, which there is kind of interesting. I, I like that one. Pop up. I like that one. Um, that's a good one as well. And I'm seeing like the normal ones, like Teres. Now somebody here has Tyrese at two. Um, have has Halliburton at two, and I like that a lot also. Oh, that's really good. Tyrese is incredible. I love hmm. him a lot. I do too. I hope that he is healthy after injuring his ankle today or tonight. Sorry. It's a Sunday night. Well, since Taylor talked about half the league, um, I'm going to (laughs) go, I'm going to talk about uh, Jalen Brunson. Let's okay. Put some respect on Jalen Brunson's. I saw your eyes as you were scrolling down. Uh Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Taylor talked about him too. Nope. Um, (laughs) 12 and a half points per game on 51 and a half percent shooting which is uh both career highs for him 38.6% shooting from 3 i think he's giving them a nice burst off the bench similar to the mvp race i think this race is over 
but um shouts to J- shouts to Jalen Brunson. Very good. All right. Next one. The rookie of the year is LaMelo Ball. Uh, yeah, I'd like to talk about Alexei Pokashevsky. <laughs> <laughs> Retweet. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go but, but before you answer, okay. Tonight is Sunday night. Have you guys seen the highlight of his switch hand layup from tonight? Oh my gosh. And then yes. he looks at the camera after and reenacts it. He, just, he goes up with oh. the right and it's about to get blocked. So like Jordan-esque midair flips it to the left and just finger rolls it in. Ridiculous, man. Well, and then later that half, he has that like full court Hail Mary to a PJ Washington. Just and the other, the other night, he had that yeah. underhand, underhand, the P, yeah, the pistol Pete pass. Oh yeah. my god, he is a human highlight reel. That team He's is so low key. Him and Miles Bridges just highlight. I love factory. Miles so much. Highlight like, factory. Like, the biggest surprise for me personally for the season. I mean, yes, you have the Knicks, but like I could kind of see that. We kind of thought, okay, maybe something's going to happen here with Elon Rose and bringing in Tibbs and the the roster that they constructed, but um. But I think the the Hornets has been the biggest surprise for me. It's just been so fun to follow. But anyways, okay, um, Justin, go ahead. Justin, do you have anybody? <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about Ant Ant Man uh, up in uh, Minnesota. I think has been Minnesota. has been super fun. Um, aside from being probably the best on court interview in the NBA, um, <laughs> I watch I've any clip, one since day one. I watch any clip that has Ant Edwards behind a microphone, uh, guaranteed. But I think you know he's having he's having a really strong season. Um, Eighteen points a game, almost four and a half rebounds, two and a half assists. He, he's doing a lot for Minnesota, who've been pretty terrible, but they've been on a nice little run lately. Uh, I think you, you've got to recognize the number one pick. Yeah, he's been absolutely on a tear. What was that quote that he had? Um, somebody asked him like why they the the Wolves weren't performing well at the beginning of the season uh, towards the end of the game. And he the said, I wasn't playing. Now I'm playing, playing and we're better. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love it. He had no clue who uh, A-Rod. Uh, A-Rod, A-Rod was. was. It's incredible. He is a national treasure. We must protect that man at all costs. Taylor, do you have any other arguments for rookie of the year? I mean, Halliburton's going going to be in the rookie uh, the rookie ladder, if you want to call it that. Maybe the top three in votes, but there's just Lamelo Ball is my rookie of the year, um, especially with him coming back and playing is still playing at a high level post injury. I think you've got to give it to him. With Edwards having a a fair case, but not good enough. Very well. The most improved player is Zion Williamson. Changed my mind. Julius Randle. Oh, that's a good one. I'm surprised Ready? you didn't have him on your MVP list. <laughs> As uh, Kamiar would say, Zion is just fat Julius Randle. And we cannot give the most improved player award to fat Julius Randle when regular-sized Julius Randle is more deserving of it. Um, he's having a renaissance in New York. He is just putting up some unbelievable stats has the Knicks in playoff contention. Everyone in New York's losing their mind being the obnoxious Knicks fans that we all love to hate. And Randall's he's the driver behind it. I think that Julius Randall has taken some massive leaps that I don't know that anybody was expecting. You expect Zion Williamson to take a leap. That's not, that's not award worthy. That's yeah. expected. You, you don't expect, expect your two guys Julius to develop. Yeah. Julius Randle, if you guys have not listened to the Woj pod with Julius Randle, I highly recommend you go do it. It's high quality stuff. Um, a nice peek uh, into Julius's mindset and kind of how that team came together. It's a really good listen. And yeah, Julius has been balling out. Taylor, do you have anybody besides Julius for most improved? No. Um, and not only does Julius Randle deserve to be, uh, I mean, it, it basically the runaway favorite for most improved, but um, but I think he deserves to be in the MVP category as well. Um, Very good. He, he's been phenomenal for them and is a huge reason the Knicks are doing what they're doing. So Ben in the chat says fat Julius <laughs> is my new keto juice bar. I love it. So good. <laughs> oh man. Coach of the year is Monty Williams. Changed my mind. Oh, this is a fun one. This is really fun. Um, there's another coach we've already talked about. I think you guys are going to hit on tips. I think mm-hmm. you have to throw tips in there. 
Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets it just because of what the drastic change. I mean, if you guys go, if our listeners go and listen to um, our preseason podcast, we were doing like the redrafts in the off season and this past off season. And there was constant teams that were coming up in the, again, those top five, top 10, those lottery picks. Um, you saw the Knicks, you saw the Kings, you saw a couple, couple other franchises. Those are really the two most prevalent. And they were just mismanaged. They were an absolute, you know what show. And, uh, obviously, Leon Rose and, and his group deserve a lot of credit there as well. But what Tips has done with this roster, they really haven't changed it up that much, um, especially to what, you know, if, if you include who they brought in during the offseason. And they didn't do a lot at the trade deadline, if any. And, you know, his development of, uh, of quickly um, playing um, Nerlens and also balancing that with still getting Robinson minutes when. Um, he, uh, before Robinson was injured, I just think he's done a great job. So I think Tibbs deserves a lot of credit there. Jeremiah says diagonal is clearly coach of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm going to go with Quinn Snyder. Okay. Uh, we mentioned the jazz before they're having a great season. I think Quinn Snyder has got to be in that discussion. Um, you know, doing what he's doing, um, after the season they had last year where they had high expectations that never really materialized. I think, I mean, how many people going into last season picked the jazz to win the West? That was like the trendy pick instead of the Lakers was the jazz. I think this season you're seeing more of what people thought the jazz would look like last season. Um, and I think, I think he's at a big, a, a big part of that, you know, the three point shooters, are are shooting lights out. Uh, you mentioned Ingles earlier, and we mentioned Rudy Gobert earlier. Everybody's kind of clicking on all cylinders. So I think Quinn Snyder is a, deserves to be in the conversation. I think it's a good one. I like that. Awesome. Well, guys, awards. Uh, the ballots are already out, I believe. They've already been shipped to uh, the voters. That's interesting. Makes um, sense. Yeah, we do. We will not get the results of that until, obviously, after the season is over now rather than in the middle of the playoffs. So, But it'll be interesting to see kind of where this all falls when it, when it all comes around. So thank you guys for joining live here on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, in the chat. We appreciate you guys so much. Just in the podcast version. Thank you, too. We still love you guys. Quick question before we get out of here. Thunder won a game this week? Yes. God, mm. I hate you, Justin. Mm. You gonna I'm going to no. say no. Yeah. I think Presley's going to do something drastic again. Like they're no sit- loop for the rest of the season. They're sitting everybody for that Kings game. I, I feel it in my bones. Especially if Halliburton's out. So we will be back with you guys Tuesday night after the Thunder take on... Kings. I think the Kings. Is it Kings. the Kings Tuesday night? After the Thunder yep. take on the Kings, Nick Crane will be live on Locker Room post game. So if you haven't already, make sure you go download the Locker Room app. It is now in beta for Android users. So go get it. Join us. Chat with us after the tank game of the Thunder versus the Kings. Besides that, have a great start of your week. We hope you enjoyed the show. Drop a five-star rating wherever you download this podcast from. Would mean a ton to us. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram. Look at Taylor's dog while we're live on YouTube. It's been whining all all podcast, <laughs> and now the culprit is live here on the show. So still a good boy, still a good boy. Ten of ten would pet. We'll get the chance to pet here pretty soon as Taylor moves down to Oklahoma City. So they're looking forward to it. I promise. We will talk to you guys soon. Until then, and as always, tank up, hunter down. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.